focusing on an emerging generation of kings. from verse 1 to 3 let's read at the count of 3 to 1 loud and strong we go now the Lord has said to Abraham get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you I will make you a great nation I can hear you I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I wasn't convinced everybody read, so everybody read alone right now. One, two, three. want to jump the gun but let me just bear a little bit verse 3 I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you in other words there will always be more people who will bless you oh, oh somebody did not get anything there he didn't say I will bless him who blesses you and I will curse them who curse you he said I will bless them Oh my God, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him. And many times in your life, the enemy wants to focus your attention on the person that is cursing you or is not approving of you or is not saying hello to you or didn't send you a greeting on your birthday or your anniversary or whatever it was. But God says, there are more people who are about to bless you than those the enemy is sending your way. I need help on the keyboard this morning. I'm preaching. I want to prophesy over somebody's life for every time teardrop that you shared from the premise of pain or regret get ready to cry more but the crying this time will not be on the pain and the regret the crying will be on joy and celebration so for every heartbreak and every hurt you experience you're gonna get so blessed so loaded so resourced so talented so equipped that people will say is he only now only you waka come you are about to get good measure pressed down oh you better get ready for those expressions more this month i will keep using those expressions until somebody can see it until somebody can hear it until somebody can fix it until somebody can believe it you will get good measure pressed down hey shaken together and still running over i didn't come to teach this morning i came to preach and prophesy i will teach later in the series but can i open up somebody's spirit and open up somebody's mind to say stop focusing on the person who cursed you and you better get ready for those who are about to empty their wallets empty their accounts empty their reserves just to say i don't know what it is but i feel a connection i feel like I'm sent to bless you. Get ready. If it's for you, shout yes. Please help me get out of your 
seat and go to three, but tell them there are more who will bless you. There are more who will bless you. There are more who will bless you. You will be blessed in the city. You are blessed in the field. You are blessed in the storehouse. You are blessed on the road. You are blessed on the bus. You are blessed in the limo. You are blessed in the Lamborghini. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying? Oh my God, your name might not be blazed, but you'll be blessed in the limo. Oh my God, your name might not be Joe, but God will keep you in deep blessing. The Lord is about to open up the windows of heaven and release upon this house manifold, multi-level, multi-layered, multi-faceted miracles that will blow your mind. Okay, Partekoba, take it from me. You haven't seen anything yet. Take it from me. It does not matter. Somebody right now, you feel cursed. You feel stressed. Why am I losing time, losing energy, losing money, losing faith, losing self-control, losing jobs, losing promotions, losing deals? I came to reverse it. I came to turn it around. I came to activate the prophetic words of God. The Bible says for the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy the thief. But I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. I reverse every negative trend in your life. I reverse every negative pattern in your life. I reverse it in the name of Jesus. Please go to three, but tell them I am blessed. I cannot be cursed. I'm blessed. I cannot be cursed. See, this morning I need your attitude on. I need your game face on. I need your prophetic heart on. When you say I'm blessed, I cannot be cursed. Don't say like that. And like that. Say with some swagger. Say with some energy. Say with some passion. Put some fire in your eyes. Walk with an attitude. Move with some energy. And say, I damn it, Lord, for love, my victor. I am blessed. I cannot be cursed. It does not matter where the juju is. Where the Juju is where the Jojo is where the Jojo is. It does not matter what the vex is, what the hex is, what the vexation is. I am blessed, and no man can curse me. They're never born you rich. No man, no man, no woman, no deep here because it's deep here. I cannot be cursed. You know how it is. Somebody. <laughs> you know how someone is taken to a hospital and the, the place, the person, what do they call that stuff? Is it called cardiograph or cardiogram? What's it called? That thing that reads the heart. ECG, what's it called? Echo something, something, cardio, something. Give me the real name. 
electrocardiograph. Okay, yeah, I got the cardiograph part. I didn't get the electro part. You know the, the electrocardiograph, it reads the movement of life in the body. It's a graphical presentation of life. But sometimes people feel flatlined. And so you're going to see like just a line. And then they have to get what they call the defibrillator. And to put it on the person and jack the person back to life. I came with a divine defibrillator this morning because some of you have been flatlining your walk with God, saying, Maybe this is how my life will end up. Maybe it's going to be a struggle all the way. Maybe I'm not doing something right. Well, you may have done something wrong. That's why you got in an accident and they took you to the hospital. But when that injured patient is on the hospital, bed. The doctor is not questioning were you driving right or wrong? Did you look to the left or not? No. You may have been wrong but I'm your doctor and I'm right. Well I came on behalf of Dr. Jesus this Sunday morning I'm Nurse Danny bringing the files from the MD's office, from your medical director's office to say well you did something wrong in your finances but about to jack you back to life. You are going to come back I call you back. I call you back. I call you out of negative mindsets and conclusions about your finances. I call you out of every struggle. Yes, the economy might be down and out, but your God is up and in. You are rising out of struggle in the name of Jesus. Hebrews 6. Oh my God. From verse 13. Mm. Hey. Mm. See, don't believe your feelings. There is no place in the Bible that says God tracks your feelings to shape your future. Your feelings are not in the prophecy equation. Don't put them there. Say, but I don't feel anointed. <laughs> but, but I don't feel blessed. But I don't feel... Look at somebody say your feelings are not involved in the prophecy equation. It does not mean feeling great or feeling good or feeling goosebumps and all of that. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with that. But it means the fact that you don't feel blessed does not mean you are not blessed. I want to show you something and I'll try to lay some foundations. For when God made a promise, Kai Bezubala, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater. <laughs> what God has promised you cannot fail. Many of you know that. Many of you know that in African tradition, you want to swear, right? 
uh, you're growing up, oh, I swear, so I'll give it to you. I swear, I swear. And I swear. <laughs> even, even, even R&B. No, I swear. They swore. <laughs> By the moon and the stars. Now God, is it when God made a promise, typically you swear to things that are more powerful than you. So that's why traditionally you go like da, da. You know that stuff? Like this, like this, like this. A long ball. <laughs> is that it? Right. So traditionally, you will swear by something greater than you. So you're saying the earth is my witness, the heavens are my witness. Now God looked around. Come on, people. He couldn't find anybody because he looked up. But when he looked up, he saw himself. Because God is infinitely high. That's why we call him the most high. Because God knows the smoky bulb and I am the most high. No ganja, no shakman, no weed, no coke, no tramadol, no codeine, but he gets the codeine. For when God made a promise to Abram because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, verse 14. He swore by himself, let's move quickly. How did he swear? Saying, surely blessing. I will bless. <laughs> bless. Bless. Damn it, you are giving me some vibes in that video and I was just loving it. Are you ready for the blessing? Oh, yeah, you didn't shout aloud. Media, help me. I need people following on this now. He said, For in blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will. Oh, you're not getting this right now. What God wants to multiply first is not your money, it's you. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiply, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Verse 16, for man indeed swear by the greater. And an oath of confirmation is for them an end of all disputes. In other words, that when men swear, if there is an oath, if there is a document, if there is evidence, if there is something written, captured, documented, when people see that thing, it does not matter how both parties are feeling. What gains ascendancy is not the emotions. In other words, covenant is superior to sentiment. There's a way you can do somebody right, the person feels great about it. Ah, gift, I need to give you a gift. You understand that? Oh, I, I don't want to go as deep. You, you get that. She said, Israel, you're looking so fine right now. Prince of God, I want to sow a seed into your life or bless you. There is that. That is sentiment. It's inspired by sentiment. Are you following this now? But there is a contractual relationship. If Israel is working with me, right? Like Bukala is working with me, the contractual relationship, it doesn't matter how I feel at the end of the month, she's going to get paid. Oh my God. 
Many believers think that because they are sentimental with God in their giving, God is sentimental with them in his blessing. You need to get this. One of the major blocks over your finances is the fact that you think that because you bless God materially when you feel like it, that so God also blesses you after you've done something good. God said, Abraham, when you sleep with your housemate, I must still bless you. Because when he went into Hagar, he did not cancel the contract. It complicated his life. Why did not cancel the contract? For those of you who think God is a sentimental blessing, if I praise louder, He will bless me more. If I clap faster, He will bless me more. Keep sitting down where you are. But if there's somebody who knows there's a contract with God, an agreement with God, and the better thing is you are not the person who cut it with God, it was God who cut it with you, who said, Everywhere you go, I, you will smell of me. Everywhere you go, I will identify with you. That blessing was not money, that blessing was the speaking well, the benedictus the endorsement of heaven God says everywhere you go endorsed by God endorsed by God there you know the EOD car end of discussion but there is an EOG endorsed of God wherever you go you are stamped with favor sealed with glory endorsed by God who am I talking to this morning who am I prophesying to this morning oh yeah if you're not the one it's okay but I'm looking for somebody who knows that this is not a sentimental emotional sensational thing this is God saying to tell you how serious I am I swore by myself for indeed Men swear by the greater, and an oath of, for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Thus, God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel. You may be seated. The immutability of his counsel. What did he do? He confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it is impossible. impossible for God to lie we might have strong consolation who are fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us give us the TBT from verse 13 the TBT now when God made a promise to Abraham since there was no one greater than himself he swore an oath on his ohaya. On his own integrity to keep the Lord open somebody's eyes here. Lord open somebody's heart here. So the promise is not premised on as long as you don't fornicate. Of course, we dealt with the series last the last series to help you live in a zone of purity, not just the zone to walk in your reality, your redemptive rights of freedom from sin. So I'm not endorsing that in any way. But I'm saying that sometimes when you've done something wrong, just be like, okay, that's why I'm struggling financially. 
And don't forget the blessing that God gave Abraham here was not dollars, was not money, was not gold. The blessing that God gave Abraham here was I identify with you forever. In other words, no matter how battered or broken you are, I got you. Justification. Identification. Eternal presence. Says as long as I day, you day. As long as God exists, verse 14, give it to me. So he said, what does it say? Have no doubt. I promise to bless you how? So even though it's justification, invisible, I will give you visible tokens of my presence. Because there are two extremes in the body of Christ. There are those who are like, God has nothing to do with material wealth. He has nothing to do with physical wealth. It's just the blessing of redemption. That's what he has given to us. Only the blessings of repentance, forgiveness of sins, and turn away from dead works and all of that. Naming the book of life. There's that school. There's another school that's like, you see, go for money. You know, God wants to be materially blessed. The right stream is that God is the source of all things. The spiritual realm is the parents of the natural realm. But the spiritual realm also produces things in the natural realm. So God is able to bless you with spiritual blessings and bless you with. Oh, come on, somebody shouting. Give more life this morning. So in God speaking to Abraham, he said there's going to be a physical conduit. There's going to be a human, there's going to be a material evidence of my being with you. And this material evidence, you will know that it's me because it's not going to come when you are in your virile and natural state. In your naturally potent state. It's going to be when you're old. And you will need something to make your strength rise. From the inside. Have I come again? Lights here. Though we're done. When people think we are done rising, when people think we will burn us to shine. See that? It's going to be when you're old. And when your wife, like, who produces fertile eggs at 90? <laughs> Sarah, right? And not Sarah Parker. But this Sarah, God can pack her. And it's not about sex in the city, it's about God in the city. A city set upon a hill cannot be. God showed that the material, please follow this, the material evidence of his presence was not going to come when Abraham and Sarah were all good and you know everything was all fine because if that happened we would not know whether Isaac was really a child of promise or not. 
So for somebody who's in a very vulnerable state, like you finish with a third class and you are still the last to leave the class, or they just told you, just pass. Let my people go. Or you've been out of work for years. Or your CV is laughing at you. There is a blessing in God. By the way, if you want a title for this particular message, it's called Big. Somebody say Big. Shout Big. B-I-G. Blessed in God. There is a blessing in God that is going to catalyze even the failing systems of your life. The things that seem to be dilapidated and broken down. There is a blessing. Bukala, are you ready for the blessing in God? There is a blessing in God. I don't know how Abraham and Sarah did it. Oh, yeah, but I know that there was no artificial insemination back in their day. There was nothing artificial about it. It was all organic. The Bible says that their bodies receive strength. I pray for somebody whose system is currently broken down. Maybe you looked at your finances over the last couple of days and you were like what is this what's going on why are things not adding up well things may not be adding up but things about to be multiplied up that amen was powerful but I'm not strong I'm not sure it was strong enough for your neighbor to catch the fire I said things may not have been adding up but things about to be multiplied up If you had gotten it right, you would have added to yourself. But now that you got it left, God is about to make it right. You are about to move from addition to multiplication. Let's shout these three three words. Shout it! Shout it! Shout it! John! Can't hear you! Shout it! Shout it! Perfection can't hear you! Have no doubt! Please help me go to three people this morning and shout it at them! What did God promise you? What did God promise you? If it's from God, have no doubts. If it's from God, have no doubts. Have no doubt. Have no doubt. I promise to bless you. You know, many of us, the truth is, we have used the economy of our lives, the economies in which our bodies function, to make projections on our finances. We have just become used to it. Oh, I'm earning 250000 right now. If I do all promotions and all of that, I'll get 400 k in the next six months, next one year. <laughs> I save a little bit. I mean, last, last. Somehow, someone will part it for me. 500K, I'll get my own apartment in 12 months. 
Can I introduce you to God the disruptor? Can you just allow the Holy Spirit to humble your brain a little bit? You know, it's interesting how we can prophesy and people just feel like they already got it. Let me tell you why you must be extra on this series. Because poverty has been extra on you. See, this is the series for you to go wild and extra. And many of you don't even know how deep poverty has eaten into your minds. When I say your mind, I'm not talking about just you as an individual. I'm talking about anybody who was born in Africa or who's been in Africa for longer than five years. There is something about the surrounding system that is corrosive to a prosperous mindset. When you wake up in the morning, that's for those who wake up. Oh yeah, because some people don't wake up because they've inhaled carbon monoxide all night long. So they wake up dead. Things are smelling everywhere. If you smell a weave, can you smell something, a little something in the room? Can you, a little, yeah, some of us can smell it. That's because diesel pardon somebody. The person is going to change now. But an environment where diesel can pour on people. I'm going to ask people in the Western world, Many of them have never seen diesel except when it was going to their car. Are you following this? So without knowing what happens when you go on a fast, have you know you go on a fast? Three, four, seven days, ten days, your stomach begins to shrink. When you are starved of resources, your expectations from life begin to dwindle. Your stomach shrinks without your permission. It shrinks based on the condition. So even people in Africa who have resources are still poor. That's why they think resources is the key to wealth or are the key to wealth. So they keep stealing money, stealing money. Poverty is not the absence of money. Poverty is a mental disease. Of course, a socioeconomic condition as well. So there are billionaires in Nigeria who are poor. Politicians in Nigeria, you sop in wealth and money who are poor. That's why when God speaks, Abraham said, I will bless you. In Deuteronomy, he says, I will bless the works of your hands. That's a different thing. Because if I bless the works of your hands, but you are not blessed, you will be a prosperous despot or a rich fool. You'll be an idiot with money. I, let me tell you how deep the issue is in Nigeria. If you tell somebody, you'll be an idiot tomorrow, say, I don't care as long as I have money, let me be an idiot. Have you seen people say things like that online? Look at somebody say, I will get it right. John, I didn't see you look at anybody. Look at somebody apart from me. Tell the person, I will get it right. He said, I'll bless you over and over and give you a son and multiply what? You. 
you. So the wealth and riches story will start with you. If in this series as we're starting, you're thinking about a car or a house or money, you are guessing it wrong. Because it means if your definition of wealth or riches is a car, when somebody hits that car, you will feel less blessed. If there's contention over the house, you will feel less blessed. If your phone gets missing, you will feel less blessed. But when you know you are the one who is blessed, phone or no phone, I'm blessed. iPhone or J phone, Samsung or Sam that cannot sing, Motorola or the roller of the motto, anyhow, anyway. Because blessings are not just what I receive. Blessing is who I be. Pai, you get what I'm saying? Pai, do you get what I'm saying? The God said it starts with you. A cursed person thinks that he has to steal somebody else's material for him to be rich. That's a sign of the curse. A thief is under a curse. Now the curse the thief is under is not just that person stole the now ship before can you that for that's not the curse stealing is a sign that a curse is an operation because a curse perverts the mind into thinking somebody has to be less for me to be more God does not need to take from one to give to you even though he can take from one to give to you the reason it will take from one to give to you is not because he wants to afflict somebody or he's trying to meet up with resources. No, it's because he's seen a better manager in you. Are we here? Somebody say over and over. If it happens once, it's a fluke. If it's over and over, there is a system at work. If it happens over and over, it's no fluke. If somebody gave you a thousand dollars once, it might be like, well, it's luck and chance. I remember the first one thousand dollar gift I got over ten years ago. I was like, oh wow. So things like this can happen. But guess what? About six months later, happened again. About a year later, happened again. Guess what? Not only through gifts, but through the works of my hands, through exposure in the industry and the marketplace. Because the blessing is an operation. So that blessing can come as a gift, but it can also come as your own gift blessing other people. It can come through clients. It can come through strangers. It can come through open doors. Are you hearing? It can come through dividends and bonuses and annuities and payouts. Why? The blessing of God, Pastor Vicky, are you here? Is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and has no sorrow with it. Please, if you can nudge somebody right now and tell him it will not happen once. It will happen over and over and over and over. Over and over. God swore. He said I will bless you. I will bless you. Verse 15 TPT. So Abraham. Waited patiently in faith. And succeeded in seeing the promise fulfilled. Verse 16. It is very common for people to swear an oath. By something greater than themselves. For the oath will confirm their statements. And end all disputes. See, when you understand the place of covenant, 
you know that even your provision is guaranteed not by your diligence but by his faithfulness. Now, of course, you know I'm an advocate of diligence and hard work. But let's not start with our works because our works will always fail. Let's start with his works. Perfecta is saying, if you can show me the covenant and what is that covenant? It's in Christ. Jesus said, this is the blood of the New Testament. This is the proof of it. In my blood, this is the token, the wine he was referring to, is the sign of the new covenant sealed in my blood. That if it's a covenant, then it ends all disputes. Look at somebody and say, I don't know what you've chosen, but I've chosen blessing. Please look at the person. No, don't just say perfunctorily. Say with meaning. Say me, I don't, I'm not sure about you. Let me just say this. Let me say this. Are there rich believers? Are there average believers? Are there poor believers? Well, they all reign with Jesus. Which one are you choosing to be? Why do people make it seem as if you have to choose? I'll show you two other scriptures here that tells you you don't have to choose. The true disciple though is willing to forsake all that he has. Willing to. But for most people they will not have to. What they will have to do is that they will serve God with all that they have. So we don't serve God for money but we can serve God with money. See where we're going to if you have a struggle with prosperity you might really struggle to go there because we're going to build communities you're not getting this yet are you ready for this you know one of my assignments this year is to make a millionaire look small to everybody who's close who's close to me some of you already get in there because I'm getting some testimonies. But in two or three years, my assignment is going to change from a million naira being small to a million dollars being small. But, but some of you are still struggling with a million naira, so let's stay here for, for a little bit. We should not stay there. We should move. Somebody say we move. Some of you are moving, but you are sitting down. Say we move. Let me show you a couple more things. How did God? So when God called Abraham, share come. When God called Abraham, he wanted to prove to Abraham that Abraham have got to you. God did not swear because he didn't believe himself. God swore because he was so, let me use the expression, desperate to convince Abraham. That on top of this matter, don't have a sleepless night. How can 60,000 naira keep you awake all night? Somebody shout all wrong now. As simple as a 
sounds now in the corporate space. There are people here who have had sleepless nights because of 60,000 there. It is a contradiction to say you were purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and you cannot afford a certain amount of money for your destiny assignment. I'm not talking about loans and all of that. Paul understood this so well. He said, you know what? Let there be no need amongst you. He said, do good to people with material resources, especially those of the household of faith. Why does he prioritize the household of faith? It's a contradiction and an indictment on God's character that the possessor of the world who claims to be the father of the church has a child in need. So please, if you don't want to be prosperous for your sake, be prosperous for the sake of some believers who just will never get it. You know some believers will never get it? Oh yeah. Look at your family, either immediate family or extended family. There's some people who have just not gotten it. So what do you do? You disbrother them, disister them? No. It makes your heart weep. Are you happy they don't get it? You think God is happy when a believer is so righteous but they are wretched, begging. How would I feel? With all the swag and charisma and anointing and graces, Camina Ronell, you find Camina Ronell at Maryland Junction. Just, are, are you are seeing that? Somebody shout, God forbid. Shout aloud and say, God forbid. Just see Camina Ronell like knocking on windows. God forbid. But that is exactly how angels must feel when the child of Yeshua HaMashiach, when the child of Elohim is carrying the beck and bowl and the corridors are online entering people's DM. Please, sir, I know you don't know me, but can you help me? I destroy the grief of that demonic ideology of the minds of God's people in this house. No more beckoning, No more dry days. No more unhealthy dependency. We are breaking into all the fullness of God's provision. We are exploring and exploiting all the graces of the goodness of God. We are embracing everything that God has for us. Somebody show you. If you as a man who's not perfect will feel irritated that the children of your pastors at the thought of them, thoughts begging, do you think angels are happy? See, God is so big on blessing that when he calls you into any assignment, that calling comes with an allocation of resources. So when God calls Moses out of the greatest civilization of his day, the greatest civilization, I mean, Ooh, thank you, Jesus. That's the blessing at work. I'm telling you. It's an invisible force of identification that preser preserves and protects. When he calls him out, boom, of Pharaoh's house. Now, don't just think he left Pharaoh's house. He left protocol officers because he was prince of Egypt. Chariots were no longer, he felt, he must have felt naked. But God will never call you to naked you. So watch this. For every protocol officer he lost, new angels were allocated to him. For the garments of Pharaoh that were stripped of him, the glory garments were upon him. In Pharaoh's house, he was in the spotlight. But in God's calling, God caused his face to be the light. 
His face was shining. Are you hearing this? His face was shining. In Pharaoh's house, he had people to fetch water for him. In God's calling, he had the rod that parted a red sea for him. In Pharaoh's house, they had to bake the bread. In God's calling, angels supplied manna. Abraham. God wanted to swear. He said, Abraham, I can't swear by the earth. It's too small. I can't swear by the heavens. There is subset of what I've created. So I, 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 I swear by me. As long as I'm here, this identification and justification, I will preserve you even in your absence. When heathen kings want to touch your wife, I said, don't touch that. Can't touch this. No, 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 when God is your MC, you will hammer. Some of y'all didn't get what I just said. Somebody said, when God is your MC, you're going to hammer. And Jeremiah said, my word is like a hammer that breaks rocks in pieces. So when the heathen kings were trying to touch what belonged to Abraham, Abraham was not there, but the covenant was there. When the covenant is there, even in your absence, your inheritance is preserved. Your possessions are preserved. Your family will be preserved. High five yourself and shout, I am blessed in God. Somebody say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I wake. I'm blessed when I sleep. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Genesis 12 from verse 1. Genesis 12 from verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abraham. This is the deal now. Abraham has to get out. Somebody shall get at. <laughs> I think I will deal with this in the second service for those who are able to wait to watch online. But I will, I want to establish something before I close. I want to establish the, the person making the promise. Because a promise is only as good as the person who makes it. Oh, can I talk right now? Somebody shall get out. This is the challenge with many believers who are struggling with poverty. They have a calling of God upon their lives, but they haven't gotten out. They haven't gotten out of the wrong mindsets. They haven't gone out of, gotten out of the wrong ideologies. They are still closely connected on those three levels. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, welcome sweetie. Please celebrate my honor boo. Says mom in Israel. By the way, I, for, I forgot to appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for the lovely reception and all the t-shirts you're wearing. Like I'm not alone. Even if I felt alone, I mean, I knew on Thursday I was not because y'all were just, I was absent, but you were present. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And by the way, all the t-shirts are looking very fine. I thought it was just the black and white. They were very fine. But the pink and the blue and the red and all of them. Get out! 
out. Somebody shout get out. I love the energy. He said, now the Lord has said to Abraham. Gerara. I love that. Now watch this now. He didn't say the Lord said. The Lord. The Lord had said. This one millionaire thing I'm talking about it being too small. The Lord had said to some people here two or three years ago. But why will we not believe it? Because of these three things. He said, number one, your country. Your country has convinced you that a millionaire is a lot of money. Or convinced you that you have to be a Yahoo boy. Or a Ron's girl. If country was not an enemy of calling, God would never have told Abraham to get out of it. Now, for some people, they have to get out physically. But getting out physically does not mean you're out of the country. There are Nigerians in London who are still more Nigerian. Their friends are still Nigerians. They are in Canada, but now mushing the real day. The day for real. They're in Canada, but the mushing mentality followed them to Calgary. So traveling out does not mean you have gotten out. Oh my Lord. It's deep. Trust me. I've been to and through about 12 countries. I've met Nigerians in many of those countries. And many of those Nigerians as Nigerian. Outside as they are inside. following this. There are people outside the country, the foreigners in those countries cannot understand what they are saying. Even though it's English, they are speaking. But there are some of us in this country when we speak to foreigners, like, I love the way you speak, I can hear you clearly. Because getting out is not about your body. It's first of all about your spirit and your mind. And when I say spirit, there is such a thing as the spirit of an age or the spirit of a system or the spirit of a country. The spirit of Nigeria is mammon and corruption. That's why people worship money more than they worship God. Please, can we celebrate Biola for that powerful testimony this morning? About how the Lord helped her to keep herself when the temptation was strong. Many people may not shout about that, but they will shout about a new car. When God, when God looks at that, it says, that's a testimony of my power to preserve you when you feel like doing something wrong. He said, you have to get out. In other words, your country is so toxic to what I want to do in your life that if you don't get out of it, you're blessed or you're going to be blessed in the struggle. tell you it breaks my heart when I see anointed people. Well, I'm, I'm not joking. Anointed people who have to go and say, Pastor Demi, I know you helped me last week or, or two months ago. I'm sorry to come back again. So there's something wrong with this picture. Something wrong with this picture. What's the first thing? Many of us are so attached to our country that we are not married to our calling. 
So Paul keeps writing to the church. He said, let me tell you what your citizenship is. He says, your citizenship is in heaven. Ephesians 1.3, blessed be God who has blessed us with what? All spiritual blessings. Where? In heavenly places. He said he has raised us up together. Ephesians 2.6, he has raised up us together and we are seated with him at the right hand side of the Father. He keeps saying that Colossians 3.3, set your, for you are dead in your life is with Christ and God. Therefore, set your affections on things that are above. How can you be above spiritually and below physically? There's a mismatch somewhere. He keeps talking about citizenship, citizenship. So when Jesus takes the bread and the fish, Jesus does not reduce his anointing to the level of the resources. He lifts the resources to his, to his level of his identity. He's saying, on earth, five loaves of bread and two fish cannot feed more than five people. But my real country. So he raised it up to the level of his embassy. Oh, you're not getting what I'm saying right now. This is the reason complaining is a sign of poverty. Complaining is proof of disempowerment. Disempowerment is key to helplessness. Helplessness leads to hopelessness. Hopelessness means despair. Despair means you're at the mercies of another force. So when the Bible says don't complain, when it says give thanks and all things, he's saying there's an embassy. There is a world. Your real identity is from a superior plane. Now, no matter how small that thing is in your hands, the first response of the redeemed, God, I thank you. That heaven has something to work with in my hands. You're welcome. Somebody shall get out. Please shout aloud and say, get out. But call out the back and you shout till I hear your voice. Say, get out. We were coming from the airport yesterday. We had this very amazing uh, driver, chauffeur. I can't even call him driver, he's a chauffeur. He was driving a normal car, but his mind, his mind was not the mind of a car driver. Don't let your current occupation become your permanent condition. The guy could speak proper Yoruba when he switched to English. Ah, Pilton, I was like, ah, what's going on here? Correct, man. It was showing us as we drove. He showed us a hangar that belonged to a popular politician and the private jets the guy has and all of that in that hangar and everything and a hotel where the staff are kept, whether it's flying or not. So don't be deceived. Not everybody in Nigeria is struggling in Nigeria. You know, there's a way the darkness in your house will make you feel like there's no light on your streets. Eh? People have inverter. People have generator. We're just using this as a metaphor. People have solar panels. If man can invent multiple sources of power supply, I promise you under God, God has more sources for your income than your salary. I tell you no lie. Please believe this. 
The salary system was not invented by God. Adam had no salary. Adam had abundance. Any day is a payday. Oh, somebody you didn't hear what I just said. Somebody shouted. Rosemont, you're beginning to get what I, you're beginning to experience it. I know some of your testimonies. Somebody shouted, payday is any day. That whole mindset of Isaiah oh, 24th of March, 23rd, 25th. There is a God who brings quail from the winds. There is a God who brings fish from the sea. There is a God who brings supply surplus. There's a God who brings streams of abundance. There is a God who does not respect the calendars of man, but respects the word that he has spoken over your life. And the God who cannot lie says, blessing I'll bless you bless you get out of your country get out from your family I'll do more of this in the second season from your family because for some of us our poverty is not real the poverty we struggle with is family transferred. And I'm not talking about curses. You know people say generational curses. See, generational curses, I believe in demonology. You know that. We cast out demons and all. But generational curses are not always just demonic uh, perpetuations. A generational curse can come as a result of the repeated poor decisions of individuals in that family. So just notice, at 36, you're struggling financially. They hear stories. Your uncle at 36 or 38. Your dad was doing well till 38. Some decisions are being made. And part of the curses is not even knowing what your family is called to. I've taught you before. God distributes inheritances through families. Just like certain natural gifts flow in the family. My, my mom was telling me about three weeks ago about my cousin, Deji, who's an architect. And I wanted to study architecture. You know, say, so you know, the, the drawing thing flows in your family. You remember, I used to draw a lot. It's in the family. Those are natural gifts. Now, many times when you are struggling, many times, if it's not your country, it's your family. That means that you're not operating in the blessing stream of that lineage. Or you are corrupting the press of productivity by acquiring wrong decisions and wrong mentality that has been modeled before you for many years without your permission. So you will notice if this is the struggle that money comes but money does not stay. There's somebody here. I need to close. And from your father's house, I'll talk about that. But who is this person making this promise? Can we trust him? Why should I believe you? If somebody walks up to you on a corridor road and says, Hey, my guy, you look sweet. You look sweet. Come tomorrow to my house. Where's your house? Okija. <laughs> I will give you $10,000. I promise. If I get person can say, I swear. Is that good enough? 
Is that a good enough reason for you to go to Okija? What's the question? Who are you? Oh, I, I thought I was going to have more time. Say, who you? Why should I pay attention to this God? Who is he and what can he do? Exodus 19, 5 to 6. I just want to read a couple of verses. I'll breeze through. Now therefore, media please get the short video ready, the one minute video. So, now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be what? A special treasure. Look at your neighbor say, I'm not God's balasa. What's balasa? I'm not God's panda fake. He says, I'm a special treasure. Above all people. Now, let me just say something. Every man is equal. But in terms of kingdom priority, not everybody occupies the same level. Because God here says, above all people. Oh, you're not getting this. God, God didn't say, I can't keep this from anybody. He said, I can't keep this from Abraham, my friend. So look at your neighbor, say we are the same, but we are not the same. He said, you will struggle with specific favors if you operate with generic relationship. That's the way it is. So, there are possibilities in God. And one of the possibilities in God is for a believer to choose to remain with impossibilities. It's your choice. With God, all things are possible, including a believer remaining with impossibilities in the possibilities. Let me show you from Bible, because somebody goes, ah, this sounds philosophical, but it's not theologically right. Let me show you. Jesus was walking on water. Every one of those disciples could have said to Jesus, Jesus, if it's you, bid me come. It may have crossed the minds of two or three others. Have you ever seen something, an idea you caught in your spring, the place of prayer? You're like, this would be good. Two days later, Instagram feed, boom, boom, boom. Somebody was doing it. Peter said, bid me come. Jesus said, come. And Jesus, Peter stepped outside of the boat and walked on water. The only man in recorded history to have walked on water. There are many fake and foolish magicians online who do all their whatever things they do, illusions and tricks online showing that they walk on water. But dude, they don't walk on water because if they're not in control of the process, they're going to sink. Peter was not in control of the process, but he did not sink. So he walked on water. Every other person could have walked on water. Because it was not Peter's skill. It was Peter's faith and a response to the word come. So Jesus said, come. I almost believe that even if it was somebody that didn't ask whether it was Jesus or not, if they responded to the word come, they would have walked on water. My question is, what are you not responding to? 
what's the notch? What's the imprint of God? What's the push that you're feeling? What's the invitation? Some things are commandments. Some things are invitations. Some things are covenant. What do you think about this? Covenant, have you thought about this? And you know, the devil is such an opportunist because Jesus, you know, God didn't tell the devil to go and afflict Job. He said, have you seen? It's an invitation. So the devil achieves more than many believers in the material realm because it doesn't waste an invitation. Oh, you want to get in there. Why is that there will be a special treasure to above all people of the earth? What's the next line? I want to shout the next line. Exodus 19 verse 5. Why? 5. For what? For what? Who is speaking? Who is it speaking to? Moses. How does it introduce himself to Moses? I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. So the God who introduced, who spoke to Abraham is the God who's speaking to Moses that all the earth is mine. We're talking about who made this promise. So the person who made the promise, he owns the the whole earth. Deuteronomy uh, 10 verse 14. Deuteronomy 10 verse 14. Very quickly. Indeed, heaven and the oh somebody shouts we're almost done shout heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God also so who's making this promise number one he owns the earth he owns heaven and the highest heavens then he owns the earth and what Listen, there is nothing any human being owns right now that God cannot give to you. Oh my goodness, help me. Help me here. Help me here. Help me here. Some of you missed that. You really missed it. Because somewhere in your mind, you believe, oh, the Dangote has this amount of money, or Tadala has this amount of money, and Warren Buffet has this amount of money. But listen, if everything that they own belongs to God, it takes just one transfer. Um, oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Um, who am I speaking to right now? It takes just one transfer. In fact, for you not to believe that is to idolize the men who are currently temporary custodians of what really belongs to God. Look at somebody say no man owns anything in the real sense. No man owns anything in the real sense. Who is this God speaking? He's your father. Some of you still worship him like an idol in your Okija shrine that belongs to your great-grandfather or your great-grandmother. Let me tell you something. This God says the heavens and the highest heavens, they belong to me. That means that my capacity is beyond that of your brother or your sister or your friend or your boss or your pastor or your doctor or your lawyer. I'm talking about your God and your king and your father, the one who owns everything 
everything. He said, I have made you a promise and I cannot hold it back. If it's not you do nothing, if it's you look for somebody and tell them I am too blessed to be cursed. Too blessed, too blessed, too blessed to be begging and borrowing. Too blessed to be worried over a small amount of money. In fact, let me tell you one of the signs of the blessing. One of the signs of the blessing is that you have a 2 million naira bill. You have 200,000 naira in your account, but guess what? You can still sleep well. Because you understand that your snoring does not take away from the possibilities of God. Who is this God? We'll talk about him more. But see some one of the things about this God. He said, I will multiply you. In Genesis 22, 15 to 19, then the angel of the Lord called to Abram a second time out of heaven and said, by myself, a second time. Genesis 22, 15 to 19. By myself, a second time. Because you know why God repeats himself? Because many of us, we don't used to hear what? He did not start with you. Start with your father, Abraham. Because the Lord had said, then now, God said, okay, let me send angel. A second time, out of heaven, verse 16, said, by myself, I have sworn. God was saying, nobody put a gun to my head. I don't have to swear. By some swarm, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Look at that. Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply descendants as the... Shout it louder. As the what? Stars of heaven. And as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of the enemies. In other words, the blessing upon your life will not just be amongst those who like you. Even those who don't like you, your enemies, you will possess their gates. You will get access to their resources. As many as have faith to believe, as many as are receptive and as open, this next phase of your life is going to be blessing upon blessing. Over and 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 over in the name of Jesus. He talks about the stars. In the second service, we look more at the stars. But how many stars do we have? In Genesis 15, he called him out and said, come out of your tent and look to the heavens. Can I ask you a question? When people are rich these days, what do they make their boasting? The wealth. But to show their wealth, what do they talk about? You see, that's, that's a struggle. If you're struggling to answer that question, either you don't hang around rich people, or you're not studying rich people, you see, you see. Investment. No one they want to show off. What do they boast about? Houses. Cars. Give me some more. Jewelry. Bling, bling. Relationships. Yeah, people who they know. Give me some more. Wristwatches. Because you know some wristwatches are millions of dollars. 
somebody who used to be a leader in Nigeria, she purportedly or allegedly bought a bra that was worth $10 million. Who remembers that? Who caught wind of that? Why are you wearing it too? Are you going to be walking naked? Why, what, what's going, what's, what's up with that? Right? So the buy, give me some more. How about yachts? Give me some more. How about gold and all? Pardon? Private jet, designer clothing. But when God is going to boast to Abraham about his wealth, he does not show him cars. Somebody shout too small. He does not show him houses. Somebody say too small. He does not show him yachts. Somebody say too small. He does not show him bling bling. Somebody say too small. Genesis 15. He calls him and says, Look at the stars. When God is going to bust about his wealth, he says, See the stars that are flung in space. I made them. No matter how rich Dangote is, he cannot buy a star. Richard Branson is building a device to get to intergalactic causeways, but he cannot buy a star. God said the riches of burning gases in their millions and billions and trillions, they belong to me. That is the kind of God I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the God who spends money. I'm talking about the God who suspends the stars on nothing and they don't burn out. They don't fail. They don't die out. For years and years and years and years, ah, somebody Shout, I'm blessed in God. Shout aloud and say, I'm blessed in God. Get out of your seat, go to three, but tell them I'm blessed in God. Some of you didn't say it right. Shout, I'm blessed in God. How much is a star? Where can you buy one? How much is a star? How can you keep one burning? How big is a star? Do you know that the sun is the nearest star to us? And the sun is one of the smallest stars in the world. Oh, so can you imagine how many stars there are? I did a bit of research and they said there's something like 216 stars. What does that even mean? That means after you write 200, you need to put nine groups of three zeros behind it. And the sun is the smallest, one of the smallest stars. Your God is not a small God. He controls the waves of the sea. He controls the rhythm of the air. He controls the number of fish. He causes your hair to grow and your nails not to drop out. He maintains the beating of your heart so that it's not too fast for too long or too slow for too long. That's the kind of God I'm talking about. And you cannot tell me you're serving that God and you go around begging and borrowing. Somebody shout, I am blessed in God. Shout it louder from your guts and from your belly. You're not just shouting for me to believe it. You're shouting for everything in your lineage to believe it. Everything in your posterity to believe it. Everything in your future to believe it. Everything around you to believe it. Shout and bless. Shout and bless. Shout and bless. Shout and bless. I'm blessed everywhere I go. I'm blessed in the morning. I'm blessed in the evening. I'm blessed in the noonday. I'm blessed in the Nigeria. I'm blessed in Bahamas. I'm blessed in a 
Shoshodi. I am blessed in Victoria Island. I am blessed in the Ketcher. I am blessed in Maryland. I am blessed in Ikoi. I am blessed in VGC. I am blessed in Aja. I am blessed in Ekbe. I am blessed. Yes. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I am blessed. See, even if your account is empty right now, shout it. One of the things you'll get to realize in this series is that money is not blessing. Money can change like this. One war, one war can turn a billionaire into a beggar. It's happened before. Ask our Igbo brothers. Can we celebrate all the Igbo brothers and sisters? Let's celebrate the, the Igbo people. Igbo Kwenu. Kwenu. You know what? During the war, one satanic intelligence came. Say, you know what? Just destroy these people by an economic policy. Cut out food supplies and change the currency. Billionaires became beggars. So respect the Igbos when you see them build their wealth. I know many of them can be funny. Not all. There's a, a collection of people that who are manipulative in that place. But that work ethic. So what am I trying to say? If your praise is regulated by your bank balance, you are not in faith. Are you getting that? You are not in faith. Faith is, I'm so blessed. God can monetize an opportunity in no time. I want to just say this to people here. You're going to see it in this house. It's already happening in some clusters. But many people that is happening for their very coded one. Number two, it's not yet as big as it needs to be. So there are a few flickers of blessings here. But you will see the next 18 months. Multi-millionaires. Tens of millions. will rise. You will see it. Mark this words. You will see it. It will come in different ways. Opportunities, real estate, crypto monetization opportunities in the metaverse creativity large scale collaborations it will happen so the bank balance can change just like this the real blessing is that Christ in me God Jesus didn't have an ATM card but he fed 5,000 people this is the reason you cannot understand that you're really blessed and you'll be stingy. It's not possible. Because when you know you're really blessed, you're more generous than logic permits. Because you're not operating from starvation or I need to... <laughs> Let me tell you, those of you who've been with us at Kings from the onset, some of you know the story. Did we get here by savings? Did we get by savings? Did we get by manipulation or question by false prophecy? Oh, bring. That's not, how, that's not how I got here. You saw it. Ten plastic chairs, multicolored chairs. You saw it. Become 30, 40. Then you saw it as plastic chairs, 100 or 10 of them, 110 or so. Remember, Minister Uche? Where's Cooper? You saw it. Then you saw plastic chairs. People haven't forgotten there used to be plastic chairs inside this place. Before we bought, we chair covers. Before we bought our chairs. 
person. By the time we were done renovating and all of this and all the stuff that we had done, we're open with our finances, so you know that within about four or five months, we had spent about 20 million naira. And I, I was like, how is that even possible with these people that we have? Are you following this? I have not waited for a big giver in this house. So, you know, we have, I'm not saying they won't come and I'm not saying we despise them. In fact, we call them forth in the name of Jesus. And when I say call them forth, we're also calling them out of you. So there's grace for that. But I'm saying we have never waited whether to buy this screen or lights or whatever. Say, let's wait and see. We just move by faith. Why? We are blessed. Somebody say, I'm blessed. Even when I don't feel blessed, I'm still blessed. Somebody raise your hands to heaven and glorify God for the blessing. Glorify him for the blessing. We'll continue in the second service. Father, we thank you for this series as we start. We will not allow our country, we will not allow our family or father's house to intercept the possibilities of grace. We will not allow that. We yield completely and fully to the flow of your blessing, to the flow of your supply. We adore you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus, for all that we've done, all that you've done. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. A generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.